Shalom, shalom, shalom. Hi, my name is Michael Sano, and welcome, welcome, welcome to this episode of the 12 Cities in Israel podcast, the only positive podcast. We are on episode 17. Um, a lot of fun stuff today. We're going to talk about, well, well, we're going to talk about a couple of things. We're going to talk about something positive and something negative, but I think I'm going to flip that around and we'll talk about the negative first, get that out of the way. And then uh, roll into the positive. Then we'll go to the break. Then I'll talk about um, Jerusalem. I think that'll be fun. All right. So if this is your first time watching um, us on the video version of this podcast, please, please, please don't forget to hit the subscribe button and the notification bell so that you're always in the loop and always know when we have a fresh brand new episode out. Also, if you want to take us with you on your way to work, to the gym or anywhere um you can find this podcast on soundcloud itunes google play stitcher tune in and spotify the big leagues folks um so that's one of the things that i have started to add um uh, because we are getting quite a viewership on uh on youtube so i have to add uh add that little hit the notification bell subscribe thing um I also, if you've been watching, you'll notice in the beginning, I give shouts out, shout outs to my sponsors. Um, my first one is to iConnect. iConnect, engagement with Israel that earns you rewards. Earn points and connect with Israel with articles, games, quizzes, polls, and more. So what exactly is iConnect? Well, iConnect is a social gaming platform where you can play, earn points, and receive cool prizes all for free. Now, why should you play? Because iConnect introduces you to a unique way to acquaint your to acquaint acquaint yourself. <laughs> I wrote this because iConnect introduces you to a unique way to acquaint yourself with all things Israel while working towards winning once in a lifetime experiences. So head on over to www.iconnect.co.il www.iconnect.co.il and start playing now our next one is uh is from israel phones and israel phones is the leading provider of communication devices for people traveling to israel they offer sim cards mi-fi devices uh and other travel products and serve the connectivity needs of tour groups synagogues schools community missions study programs and individuals supplying you with international prepaid sim card cell phones and usb portable modem Hotspot Rentals. Right now, just because you're watching this show, Israel Phones will give you a free SIM card, which is a $15 value if you spend $30 or more on their site. It's a good deal. Definitely, definitely a good deal. So head over there. Um, use the coupon code 12 Cities in Israel, the number one, two cities in Israel. Um, all one word, no spaces. And uh, check them out and, you know, see what they can do to help you. Uh, Help you stay connected when you're in Israel. So go on over, hit www.israelphones.com. That's www.israelphones.com. Now, 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 those are the ads from my sponsors. What I'd also like to do is I'd also like to do a quick plug um, for the interviews that are coming up. And I don't think I have anything for that. So I'll just tell you about it real quick. Um, 
if you go to our website, www.12citiesinisrael.com, and you hit the PayPal button, you can, uh, you can help us by donating. We're asking for everyone to give us two bucks. Um, I've done the budget for the interviews uh, that if you've been listening or watching to the podcast, um, we're going to be staying at the C Executive Suites. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be fun. Um, but it's coming out of my pocket. So if you guys could help me out, uh, airfare, airfare is about a, a thousand bucks. The hotel is about 2000 bucks. I need to get a second camera. That's another thousand bucks. Um, all of this adds up. And if you could help me out or know someone who might want to be interested in aligning with us, sponsoring part of this, um, that'd be really great. We'd appreciate it. Um, let us know. All right, cool. Um, with that out of the way, um, Peter, you get your obligatory sip of coffee. Give me one moment. Jacobs, love it. Mm-mm-mm. All right, so I said I had to talk about something negative real quick, and I think I think that's why I'm a little discombobulated in the beginning. Um because something was weighing heavy on my mind. So I did an ad on Instagram. Um, and the ad was, what's so great about Israel? That was the ad. What's so great about Israel? Um, and there's a lot of things. There's a lot of wonderful things about Israel. Um, but I got a lot of, uh, not a lot. I got a couple of haters who decided to use the direct messaging to come right at me uh, in kind of a aggressive, hurtful way. Um, they said some pretty crude things, um, and I didn't know how to deal with it. I, well, all right, so let me clarify. They didn't – so sticks and stones, right? And that's that's kind of how I feel about the majority of it. If you want to talk crap, talk crap. That's fine. Um, <clears throat> but when you come on to my social media, when you direct that social media, if you have complaints, come to me. If you have issues, come to me. If you want to talk, come to me. I have an issue about this. What is your position? Boom. Done. We talk. Um, but when you hit me with a barrage of anti-Semitic tropes, when you call me names in the first message out of, like, let's say I get a message from an individual. I, I've gotten a lot of good messages. Don't get me wrong. This isn't, you know... I'm not getting them every day, um, but it reminds me of something that I I was trying to do some Hebrew tutoring. I needed a Hebrew tutor, and I reached out to someone who was on YouTube, um, and she was in Canada, and I said, hey, I need a Hebrew tutor for my last semester of college. Can you help me out? And she was very cautious. And I said, what's going on? That's, uh, is everything okay? This is what I want it for. This is why I'm trying to reach out to you. 
And she was like, it's just that I've gotten a lot of anti-Semitic um, messages, you know, but really horrible stuff too. Um, river to the sea kind of stuff. And for those of you who don't know, there is a phrase um, that Palestine will be Jew free from the river to the sea. And that's just something that has been uh, said. Um, and I had someone message me that. Um, and I mean, I, I don't know. So, so yeah, there's that. Um, and so what was I talking about? I was talking about this woman on YouTube and she said, you know, I, I'm cautious because I get all of these, uh, these anti-Semitic rants in, in my direct messaging, my DMs. Um, on social media and I was like wow that's crazy because I've never I I've experienced I don't know if I've experienced anti-semitism or just plain weirdness and what I mean by that is I live in a pretty rural area um, and I I wear my kippa and sometimes I get weird looks. Um, and sometimes I get, I get concerned looks. Okay. Like, what is this guy? What is he doing with that weird hat? And, uh, so I've dealt with that. I don't know if that's overt anti-Semitism or, um, but I've never dealt with anyone come up and, you know, say you F-bombed you or, you're responsible for X, Y, and Z. Uh, and, and I've read some of the tropes and I've, uh, you know, I've, there are a lot of them. We're apparently, uh, Jews responsible for everything. So I'm the first to admit that I'm the head of the conspiracy. If you're looking for someone, it's me. My wife's going to be pissed. Um, anyways, so, but I've never had to really deal with it in my, uh, in what I do for a living with this, uh, in my studies and any of it, I dealt with it a little bit in Israel. Um, I can actually tell you that story. I'll tell you that story real quick right now. So I was at Ben Gurion university at the Dalit. Um, I was at the Dalit dormitories. Um, and I was, I, I, I can't remember what I was doing. I was walking. It was night and I ran into these two gentlemen and, uh, they were like, where are you from? And I said, I'm from New York. And they were like, wow, holy cow. And we got into this really great conversation. It turns out they were, um, Israeli Arabs and, uh, we were having just a really beautiful exchange. Um, not, and, and what was interesting is neither of us were taking positions on things because the discussion never went there in, uh, in quotes. Um, it never went there. So hold on. I need a drink. Mm. So the conversation never went there. Um, but then one of their friends came over. And he immediately 
involved himself in the conversation and cut the other two off in their discussion and said, so you're from New York? And I said, yes, I am. There's um, 20 million Jews there. I said, um, no, no, that, no. There's, uh, there aren't 20 million Jews in the United States. Um, and he said, no, no, it's true. I read it. And I'm like, okay, I, I, I know you think you may have read it, but even if you have read it, it's not true. I apologize. Now, one of the things to understand about um, Arabic culture, and I don't always mesh well with it, um, and I've run into this before, is that um, being correct is very important. Being wrong is very insulting. Pointing out that someone's wrong is a very significant slight. Um, raise my hand. I pointed out that he was wrong. And I said, that's not true. And then he said, you know, oh, yes, it is. And I said, I'm sorry. I'm not going to agree with you because that fact is wrong. I didn't say that he was wrong, but I, because I was kind of, you know, I wanted to tread lightly. And his two friends got nervous. Then all of a sudden, an Arab woman who was wearing a, a headscarf came up and she was like yelling at him, speaking sternly to him. And he smacked her right in front of me. It took everything, everything in my core not to respond. It made me angry. Immediately, my gut reaction was to grab the guy because you just don't do that. Um, but I was smart enough to know that it would be worse for her if I had done something. And she left and took off. And then uh, I left and because the conversation started to devolve and the two men started backing away. The two men I was originally speaking to, they started stepping away and, uh, it was, it, it became weird because the gentleman who came over and said there are 20 million Jews in New York kept continually asking where I lived. I said, I live in the dorms here in Dalit, which room, which room very concerning, you know, um, not for the Arabs, for the individual. This individual was acting like an ass. That's very important, and that should be clarified. I am not in any way, shape, or form saying that the Arabs at Ben-Gurion University are out of step, out of line, out of anything. What I'm saying is that this guy was an a-hole, um, and he was he was acting just like a kind of a bastard so I was like all right I'm done I'm out of here see you guys later it was great talking to you too and I left I didn't think anything of it um the next day I went to the office the overseas uh office for the program and told uh the head there and she became very alarmed and she became very upset and said that um when things like this happen, you need to say something immediately because I didn't know that that type of behavior from individuals like that 
um, has been problematic in the past. They wouldn't go into what problematic means, um, but it can become an issue. Now, why do I bring that story up? Why is that story relevant? Why is that story important? Because um, that a-hole is not specifically the individual themselves, but the same person who, you know, reaches out and DMs me horrible anti-Semitic crap. Um, he's been fed this crap for years. Um, and there's no real solution to it. You know, there's not much you can do about it. Um, I, I guess, why am I bringing it up? I'm bringing it up because it upset me. I'm bringing it up because it's kind of bull. Um, it's something I have to deal with. Um, it's something that upsets my wife tremendously. Um, but Hey, you know, this is important to me. So just because some jerks are on social media, doesn't mean I'm going to stop doing what I'm doing. So, all right. That was the negative part. Um, and I want to shake it off. I want to shake it off. I want to have a sip of coffee. Of course I'm hammering this coffee right now that I don't think that's the right adjective, but whatever. Uh. Mm-mm-mm. all right so i was gonna all right so that's the negative thing now the positive thing and this is gonna be cool um this is where the little travel well all right so that negative that was important to tell you to take caution when you're in israel um not to be scared not to be fearful but to be cautious and um that things aren't always i don't know you know what i mean um just to be careful okay um i'm being far too ambiguous with just the statement the comment all of it um but yeah so that's to highlight that there are people who live in the area who do not like jews um and those people who are in that area who do not like Jews um, also reach out to me on social media. Hey, guys. Love you. Um, all right. So moving into the positive, moving into the positive, moving into the positive. Um, I was on the phone today with a woman, Shlomit. Shalom, Shlomit, um, from Elal. Uh, she's in Netanya. She works the customer service line, and she is awesome. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I I had to uh, I had to look into what did I have to look into? I had to look into airfare. Yeah, right as the hurricane was hitting, I decided to look up airline prices and call and get information. So, um, not not the best timing, whatever. Um, so I was, so I had to let some time go by and today was the day I chose to get on the phone with Elal, um, because I have to take all of this equipment with me to Israel, um, cameras, tripods, laptop, soundboard, microphones, everything. It's all gotta go. 
um, on the plane. So I was concerned because a lot of times when I fly back and forth to Israel, the baggage standards while posted are always the same with the um, tellers. They're not tellers. Um, ticket staff, boarding staff, whatever, right there uh, at the front when you get there and you check in your bags. Their standards at JFK are not the same standards at Tel Aviv, at Ben Gurion Airport. And I'm not saying, well, you could say, it's two different airports, bro. No, I'm flying the same airline. Elal is very specific and very strict um, in their security measures and all that stuff. And they're very professional. Um, but I was going to fly Delta because I spent um, – time looking into what do I need to do to get all my equipment on and I called Delta because they had a direct flight and they were like if you're a member of the press we give discounts so I was looking at doing that but there's just something about if I'm flying to Israel I would rather fly LL I don't know why um as much as sometimes LL flights can annoy the crap out of me um I'm serious. It's like a cattle car sometimes. Um, with the rampant, just everyone doing pretty much whatever they want to do. As far as kids, as far as dominant, like, um, so I don't know if there are, so my wife experienced this. She was, she actually got pretty ticked off because someone was praying um, no, was this my, no, this was my wife. Th well, yeah. Was this from the last flight? I think it was the last flight. Well, someone was just making themselves in her way. Okay. And she got very upset and she got very ticked off and there's not a lot of, um, not allowances, but there's not a lot of concern by certain men who fly on LL for the female passengers. Um, and it really ticks my wife off. So um, I looked at going on Delta. Um, but long story short, I'd rather fly LL. It's just easier. Boom. Get on the plane. Sleep. Have a couple whiskeys. Um, yep, I said it. And then... Wake up and you're in Tel Aviv. Uh, I could do the same on Delta too. But um, bottom line, I was on the phone with Shlomit and this person was awesome. She actually added a flight to my, um, so they have a, um, uh, what do you call it? Like a air miles thing, like a club. And I'm part of the lowest... <laughs> I am steerage on the airplane. Um, Matid, I think Matid is the uh, is the thing, uh, is what it's called. You get this card, and it's the Elal Matid, and Matmid, Matmid. It might be Matmid, uh, but that's my my class, like steerage class, like with the cattle and the pets. And uh, but what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to move up to silver and then move up to gold. Um, 
I have plans. I have plans. I want to be a gold member, a law gold member. Um, and, uh, yeah. So this woman put on a flight from 2017 that I took and hopefully that'll push me over. Um, anyways, um, all right. So that was my positive. I think I'm going to fly LL. Um, this woman, Shlomit was just awesome. Super awesome. Um, LL, you've redeemed yourself. Yay. You've totally redeemed yourself. Um, it's still, it, the only thing that ticks me off is the little, um, spit cups that they give, that they give you something to drink in. They really do. They give you these little tiny cups. LL, come on. Although the food's good and the snacks are amazing. Um, and sometimes you just have to slip back there and steal the full water bottle and take it back to your seat. Um, not that I ever did that, but yeah. So, all right. Um, speaking of water, we are at the halfway point. Um, that was pretty quick. And I rambled all the way through the beginning. I talked about something negative. And, uh, and just to understand the rambling through the negative is because I'm not comfortable really addressing. I try to be as positive as possible. And I'm not just talking about for Israel. I mean, for my life and by, I, and I don't dwell on things, um, for too long. So for me to go back and rehash this thing that happened to me, um, almost three years ago, two and a half years ago, um, is not, my idea of a good time. Uh, but I thought it pertained to the funky way people have been reaching out to me on social media. Funky way. That's a, see what I mean? There, people are sending me anti-Semitic things, hateful stuff. And I'm saying the funky way people are, I'm always trying to err on the side of positive. Anyway, so let's move on to our second set of shout outs. Um, our first one is from Neviot. Neviot, nature at its best taste. Neviot delivers you with a true combination of health and pleasure based on Neviot natural mineral water, one of its kind in Israel. It's enhanced with five B group vitamins. It's naturally sweetened. It is low in calories, only 35 to 40 calories for per eight fluid ounce. Um, in fluid ounces. There are no preservatives, no color additives. It is available in delicious, indulging, yes, indulging flavors. Apple, peach, which is what I have here, um, and grape. If you're in Israel, you should be drinking Neviot. For more information, check out their website at www.neviotglobal.com forward slash en forward slash home. That's www.neviot, global.com forward slash en forward slash home if you want this water if you can't live without it like like me um you can get it from our next sponsor makolet online um makolet online's main goal is to make israeli groceries and judaic products affordable and available to everyone in the usa and canada their online store carries items that are unavailable in most places in north america things like tahini Israeli chocolates, frozen borekas, and the Neviat water that we are here with today. A 
At Makolet Online, you will find your favorite Israeli goods or simply enjoy brand new flavors. All of their products are kosher and most are manufactured in Israel. If you want the taste of Israel delivered to your home, visit www.makoletonline.com in order today for an added bonus if you use the code 12 cities in Israel. That's the number one, two cities in Israel. No spaces, all one word. Um, you will get 15% off of your purchase, your entire purchase. So again, visit www.makoletonline and order today. Um, I love those guys. I just got more water today. I'm so psyched. I actually have to order a vitamin cheek. Vitamin cheek is like my favoriteest, favoriteest, favoriteest thing. And next to this water, of course. Um, no, I'm not even joking. This stuff's the bomb. Um, so what, so in Israel, what I do is I'll, I'll buy the, this comes in honking bottles too, big bottles and, uh, not just these smaller ones. Um, and you get the big ones, and then once you're done drinking it, you buy what's called vitamin cheek, which is this syrup that comes in a farsic mango, uh, peach mango, uh, raspberry, grape, um, apple, all different flavors. And you pour water into this and then add a little bit of that. Did I just? Anyways, that's what I do. Neviot, if you're upset by that, I'm, I apologize. Um, but I'm trying to, that hits both my sponsors. So everyone should be happy. Um, someone's buying Neviot in the first place. So, Hey, there you go. What are you going to do? Um, I just, there are a lot of things that I miss about Israel. Um, and all of them can be found in Jerusalem, which, wow, that was the craziest segue. That was nice. I did it. Segwayed out of that goofiness that was the first half of this podcast into the second half which is going to be on Yerushalayim which is Hebrew for Jerusalem which is where my friend Neely Kane big shout out what up Neely and her family lives um and it is the one could argue easily that it is the holiest city in the world. Hold on, coffee time. Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> Sorry, hold on. Mm. Mm. Now, and I say that not because it, well, for me, it's the holiest town. It's the holiest burg on the planet for me. Um, but there are, uh, there are so many relationships between some of the major religions um in the world and jerusalem this is all obvious everyone knows this um if you don't know this come out of your cave uh and read a book ha no that sounded smart i was joking um but jerusalem's such an amazing city jerusalem has so much in it that it's it's impossible so i usually take day trips to Jerusalem. Um, and the problem with that is that there's too much to do in Jerusalem for a day trip. And the last time I was in Jerusalem, I was there for, I think, two days. And one of those days it rained. It, it was cold both days, too. 
Um, so I, I was there with my wife and we didn't get the, uh, the full, wow. Um, I was just, actually, I was going through the social media, the, um, the pictures that I have, because what I do is, um, I upload to Instagram. I try to upload to Instagram just about every day, a picture from our, our trips, all of the trips that I've taken. Um, and all of the pictures that I have of Jerusalem from my last trip are overcast. Um, and it's a little bummy because, well, actually Jerusalem was a little bummy the last time I was there. And I mean that mood wise, I don't mean like it was trash, garbagey, whatever. Um, there were a couple of things that happened that, uh, weren't as fun. It was raining. Um, and then we, I don't, I, it's weird because we went, we went to buy some t-shirts for a bunch of people in the old city. Cause I, if you've ever been there, you'll know that about those, the, you know, the little stores that are in the walls basically of the old city, um, all throughout and, uh, the obligatory I mean, twice in one episode, that word, um, t-shirt shops now israel that's i i don't know why um but you can get press t-shirts that the kind you could have gotten in the late 70s early 80s everywhere um especially in the old city or in tel aviv um and we were getting a bunch of t-shirts little t-shirts and we got robbed literally by this guy uh he took advantage of the fact that we did not we were in a hurry and we weren't thinking about the exchange rate. Um, we left and we spent literally, I honestly have to say four times what the shirts were worth. It was so egregious that I went back and demanded the money, um, and told him I was going to call the cops. Um, and, and he very quickly gave me what I thought the difference should have been back and I felt bad. Um, the guy's trying to make a buck, but he is, he was being him and his partner. were both being quite dishonest. Uh, so that left a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth and the hotel that we were staying in. And I will not mention it. Uh, it's name was under renovations and it was, and the power kept going out. So it was, it was a little annoying. I, I don't know that I'd stay there again. Um, but wow, what a crappy episode. So negative. Let's get off of this. All right. So, so what do I love about Jerusalem? What do I love about Jerusalem? The thing I love about Jerusalem is there is an electricity to the air. There is this electricity coupled with the understanding that your feet are not the first to step there is creates this mood, this sensation that uh, you're part of something much larger. Um, so think about that. New York City. Okay, you go to New York City, 
yeah, you think you're part of something bigger, but you do realize that it is a city and there is a disconnect. Jerusalem is not that way. Jerusalem, when you're there, because so much, if you're Jewish or even if you're Christian or um, Muslim, whatever, there is so much that ties to the history that makes you you that it is almost impossible to not feel a part of that city. Um, I remember the first time I went to the hotel, the wall. Um, I was overcome. Uh, couldn't stop crying. Yeah, big six foot three moose, uh, bawling like a schoolgirl. Um, poor schoolboy. Schoolboys cry too. Um, <laughs> uh, but I was. I I had tears, a big mushy face, and the most muscular Israeli policeman came over to me, patted me on the shoulder, and said, "It's okay. It's okay." And put his hand forward for me to go down the stairs towards the hotel. But he 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 sees that every day. Boom. How cool is that? How neat is that? His job is next to walls that are, you know, 2,000 years old. Streets that, yeah, maybe the stones are only 2,000 years old, but the but the walkway uh, is four. You know what I mean? Um, it's just, it's phenomenal. It's tremendous. It's such an amazing place. I've had the opportunity to meet so many beautiful, neat people. Like, um, in the beginning of my, of the travel show, uh, the 12 cities in Israel, the half hour Beersheba travel show pilot, I have, there's kind of a montage. And in that montage, it shows a bunch of different scenes from us doing a bunch of different things throughout Israel. Um, and one of them is me with my kippah off getting my hair cut. Um, in the Arab uh, district by two Arab men, Arab Israelis. Um, where else? I, I just, it's such a city of, I, I, I'm trying to quantify (laughs) one of the most historical cities in the world, uh, in a sentence. And it, it just doesn't work. Um, there is one Yerushalayim Zahav, uh, Shel Zahav, which is uh, Jerusalem of gold, um, that comes close, and it you know that's that's a song from the uh, from I think it's it it's specifically from the Six Day War, um, but even that, even though that song, if you've ever heard it, you should check it out. Jerusalem of gold, um, go on YouTube and listen to it. Watch, uh, I think it's Naomi Shamer who sings it, but. Um, that song gives me chills, but it is it doesn't do justice to the feeling of being there. There's nothing like being there. There's nothing like experiencing it. There's nothing like having okay, so when you go in, hold on, I'm gonna take another sip. 
So when, it's going to be so much better to get a guest on this thing because I will be able to actually drink coffee without leaving you guys hanging. Um, so one of the things, um, the first time I ever went into the old city, uh, I went in through the Damascus Gate, which takes you into the Muslim Quarter. And when you get in, there is a, there. the only way to describe it is there's a shook when you get in there. And a shook, we discussed this in an up, another episode, a shook is an open air market. It's probably one of the oldest markets on the planet, okay, right inside the Damascus Gate. Now, when you go in, that's where my friend, she got, uh, um, and camera person, um, Bigosh, Rachel Villegas, she got, uh, Freshly squeezed orange juice. When I mean freshly squeezed, I mean they press the oranges right there and you drank it. It was amazing. I had a sip of it. Phenomenal. But a little further down, you walk down the uh, down the stairs. And they're not really stairs. They're platforms that, that lower you down so you're walking sort of flat-ish. Um, I don't know how to describe it well. Other than it's like a stepped walkway. Yeah, actually, it's a perfect way. Um, at the bottom of that is a falafel hole in the wall. Like, it's a restaurant, but it's literally stuck into the wall of a building in the old city. And uh, that's an experience that I have. That's an experience that I will have for the rest of my life. It's amazing. Um I can't I can't even begin to tell you what what that's like. I can't be- begin to tell you um how amazing that is. How phenomenal it is. I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> I'm simmering in the moment. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, so every experience in Jerusalem, I mean, there are so many things. So I did a post, I did an Instagram post where I said, um, walking into the, the old city of Jerusalem, the sights, the sounds, the smells, um, and it really is, it's, it's just, it's phenomenal. There's nothing like it on the planet. Um, if you haven't been, you need to go. Um, what are some other things? There are a number of historical sites. There are, there's stuff from, um, I'm blanking. You know why I'm blanking? I'm blanking because there's so much to talk about when you talk about Jerusalem. And I was just going to hit this as a quick topic. And I apologize. I should have prepared a little bit better. Um, I Because w- when you break down Jerusalem, actually, that's what I'll talk about. Okay. So when you're talking about Jerusalem, you're talking about different cities. And what do I mean by that? You're talking about Jerusalem, the historical city. The historical city. Okay. You're talking about the Jerusalem of history. Okay, and that's that's one trip. That's one trip that you take, and you're going to be there for a while. Okay, uh, we're talking about 
the Kotel. We're talking about the Christian sites. Um, we're talking about the Mount of Olives. Um, what else? Just there's so much stuff. There is so much stuff. And now, then, there's the Jerusalem of cuisine, of food, okay? And I'm that, so that's the thing. I'm trying to, I'm trying to talk about too many things all at once. And the Jerusalem of cuisine is everything from street food, the falafel that I got when I went to that hole in the wall place. Um, there's a place in Machane Yehuda called the Beer Bazaar. Okay. Um, which there, there's a brewery right there in the market. In the shuk. Um, some of the best beer I've ever had. Um, there are also a, a, a bunch of restaurants right there in Mahani Yehuda. All kinds of restaurants. Some of the best schnitzel I've ever had in my life. Some of, not the best. Some of the best schnitzel I had at Mahani Yehuda at this Mr. Shawarma place. It was... Uh, and that, again, was a hole in the wall. It was amazing, though. Um, there's a restaurant that I want to go to. There's, um, it's like a buffet. And it's in the Jewish quarter. And I think the sign says coffee. That's, that's all it says. Uh, some of the best shawarma I've ever had was at um, right outside the Kotel. Uh, one of the best bagels I've ever had was at Holy Bagel, which is right outside the Kotel. Um, so that in itself is an entire trip, an entire couple of days, the culinary delights of Jerusalem. Um, then there's the art of Jerusalem. Okay, we, you could say, well, you can mix this history with there. No, you can't at all, at all. Um because there are a number of museums all over the place. There are a number of artists all over the place. You will never be able to see the vast array of art that is on display in Jerusalem. There's just so much of it. Uh, Hebrew University has a bunch of it as well. Oh, that's another thing. Hebrew University is there. I have to talk about that in a moment. I'm going to look that up on my phone while I'm telling you about this. But, um... There's, um, there's also, if you're interested and I, I, I'm interested, I, I'm pretty, uh, so we, I talked about history, but then there's another aspect to history and we'll call that, we'll call it Jewish history, Israeli history. Um, there's that, the history of the state you have, and you can go to these places. Um, one of them is Yad Vashem. I can't go there. It's the uh, Holocaust Museum. I can't go there because I told you about how I cried at the Kotel. I can't go to Yad Vashem. I'm getting upset thinking about it. Um, I'm going to have an episode where I talk about um, the Shoah. Right now is not going to be that one. Um, you could go to Har Herzl which is one of the most amazing places. If you want to know about Jewish history and the history of the, the state of Israel, that's where Theodore Herzl 
Baruch Hashem is buried. He is the father of the Jewish state. Um, there's also something amazing there called the uh, the tombs of the. I think it's called the tombs of the unknown, and it's all these unknown Jews who who fought um, for the state who were buried there. Um, some are from World War Two in Europe, I think. There, there's just some. There's so much fascinating stuff. You could go to the Knesset, the Parliament, and tour there. Um, what I'm trying to get at is Jerusalem is such a dynamic and huge city. Um, now that I think about it, when we go over to do the travel show, I'm going to have to do a two episode for Jerusalem because I think. Wow, yeah, you can't. It's such an amazing city. It's such a phenomenal place. And and that's what happened in the beginning after the break. I was trying too hard to sum up Jerusalem in one line. And you can't. It's so many different things. And all of them are wonderful. Um, as I said, I wanted to make a statement. Um, I have a friend. Her name is Alessa. She is a rock star, and she has beautiful eyes. You have beautiful eyes, Alessa. Um, if you ever saw her, you'd be like, holy cow, it's like a doll's eyes. Um, that, And I need to give a shout-out. Um, she had a professor. Um, his name is Stephen Klein. And he will be teaching a class for two weeks in January at Mount Scopus. Um at Hebrew University. Um, if you want to find out about that, reach out to me. I can get you the information. Um, and what is the class on? Um, I'm trying to... Oh, Minorities in Israel. A phenomenal. I've talked about Minorities in Israel. Um, so if you... Yeah, if you want to learn more about Minorities in Israel, I should do an episode on that. Um, but if you'd like to learn more about minorities in Israel, um, and you're going to be in Israel in January, um, reach out to me, and I will get you this information on this class. All right, um, now that I got my stuff together on Jerusalem, I'm going to wind it down. Um, there's a couple of organizations I end my show every time talking about, and I'm going to do that again. These are two Wonderful organizations that take care of some of the best people on the planet. Um, the first one is LA. LA helps children with complex disabilities receive state-of-the-art medical care, um, educational care, and rehabilitative care at one of their four facilities. In addition, LA provides thousands of outpatient treatments annually. Without LA, many of these children would be forced to spend their lives in hospitals, with no opportunities for rehabilitation, education, and the love and warmth of a home. Please visit www.ale.org. That's www.aleh.org and see if there's a way that you can help them. Uh, in February, Doron uh, Almog, a retired general who now works exclusively for them, will be on and we'll be talking more about that um, going in depth with the work that they do. Um, 
Our next organization that I'd like to tell you about is uh, Schneider's Children's Medical Center of Israel. Um, it is the only comprehensive tertiary care hospital of its kind in the country and in the Middle East, offering the full range of pediatric disciplines under one roof to all children from 0 to 18. Since its establishment in 1991, Schneider Children's has revolutionized the practice of pediatric medicine in the country and has been recognized as one of the leading pediatric institutions in the world. To see what you can do for them, please visit www.schneider.org.il forward slash ENG. That's www.schneider.org.il forward slash ENG. Um, yeah, anything you can do to help, uh, either of those organizations, they are both wonderful. Um, definitely check them out. Um, before we wrap it up, I'd like to again, touch on the fact that we are going in February to film and I would like your help. Uh, if you could give us $2, uh, go to our website, hit the PayPal button, give us two bucks. You would help us get, um, get towards uh the the our our budget which is uh i think we have 5700 bucks left uh to raise and yeah if you could help us out that'd be wonderful um it goes towards airfare it goes towards paying for the hotel paying for lights i have to uh actually have to rent lights from this great company called gleekman um and they're they're giving us a really good deal so thank you gleekman um but that right there so that's like 650 bucks to rent lights for a week and a half um it all adds up and if you could help out um please uh we'd really appreciate it all right all right all right so on that note um i have far too many notes for this uh for this podcast (laughs) um I'm I'm looking through my pages and I can't find there it is. There it is. All right. Um Thank you so much for joining us for the 12 Cities in Israel podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to our feed and become a part of the 12 Cities in Israel community. You can find this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn and Spotify and we will be bringing you a brand new podcast every week, so keep your eyes out for that. Um, also don't forget to hit the subscribe and notification bell so that you can be, uh, in the loop on when, uh, brand new episodes come out. Um, if you'd like, you can help support this podcast by going to Patreon and becoming a regular donor. You can find that page at www.patreon.com forward slash 12 cities in Israel. Um, also please visit our YouTube channel where you can see a video version of this podcast, plus other videos that we have produced, including our full-length travel episode on the city of Beersheba in southern Israel. Um, please share it and subscribe. Um, check us out on our website, www.12citiesinisrael.com, on our Facebook page and on Instagram, where every day, just about every day, I, uh, I post a brand-new picture from our travels in israel um all right that's it
Shir et ha-shirim, nagel al-vaytarim 